Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy. What is up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. As always, it's your host, Charles, and today we've got an extra special one for you. So this is actually episode 100. Didn't think we would get here. I am in shock. I just want to give a special thank you to everyone who has tuned in. You know, I put out two a week, and uh, I just really appreciate you guys listening. I wouldn't have wouldn't continue to be doing the show if it weren't for you guys. Uh, so thank you. And today for this very special episode, we've got Crypto Messiah. He is one of the coolest and smartest dudes on crypto Twitter. If you haven't had the pleasure of meeting or speaking with him, I highly suggest you reach out to him. You know, just drop a hey, have a conversation with him. He's a super cool dude. Uh, but before we get into the episode where we talk about anything and everything, to be honest with you, I do just want to take care of a couple things. The first is that if you are listening to this on any of the major podcasting platforms like Google, Apple, Spotify, I suggest heading over to YouTube. Uh, we've started to do video interviews, and it is really nice just to put a face to the voice. Uh, there's also a little bit more engagement. You get to see what we're talking about. We sc screen share occasionally. Uh, so head on over. There's a link right at the top of the description. You can click that. It'll take you right to the video. Uh, and then on top of that, I do just want to give a quick shout out to the sponsors. The first is Roundly X. Uh, I've been talking about and using these guys for two and a half months now, and I don't plan on stopping. Uh, it's so easy to use, so cool what they're doing. Uh, how it works is you link your credit or debit card, and with each purchase, they round it up to the next dollar, and that spare change gets invested into Bitcoin or another cryptocurrency of your choosing. They're partnered with Coinbase and Voyager, uh, and Voyager actually has zero fees on Bitcoin buys. So what you can do is link your account, your spare change gets invested, and there's no fee that you're paying. Uh, it's very easy, very stress-free. It's kind of like the acorns of crypto. Uh, so if this interests you at all, head on down to the description. There's links to both. Uh, and if you sign up for both, uh, Voyager, uh, not both, if you sign up for Voyager, uh, you'll get $25 in Bitcoin when you make your first $100 in purchases, which will slowly happen over time as your dollar cost averaging using Roundly. Uh, the second is CoinFlex. These guys have been killing it. I've been talking about them for a while now. Uh, they've got a few things that I talk about every time, like you know some of the lowest, if not the lowest fees in the market, depending on how much flex you own. Uh, on top of that, you've been able to stake your flex for two, three months now, uh, and you'll earn $10 USDT per thousand flex per month. Uh, if you're using the platform, there's no reason you shouldn't be staking your flex. And then lastly, they've got these bracket order competitions that have been going on for the last you know, few weeks, I would say. Uh, and they are giving away an insane amount of money in prizes. Uh, it's $10,000 a day. So if you want to be a part of that, want to try your hand at these trading competitions uh, and earn your share of 10 grand a day, head on over. There's a link in the description below. Uh, and you may be thinking, you know, oh, I'm not that great of a trader. 
but these are primarily volume based so you don't need to be seeing these huge returns it's just how much you trade not how well you trade so again there's a link in the description below head on over create that account join these competitions best of luck to you guys now let's get to it with uh messiah get ready we're gonna get be getting into a lot perfect um all right so i'm here with messiah uh before we really get into things can you just give us a bit of background on yourself and what you were doing before you found crypto um yeah so you know i actually found crypto in 2013 um story is that basically the the woman who's now my wife um you know was pursuing her second degree she was balling out and uh oh my god my dog is going fucking nuts right quit it's okay <laughs> i might have to i might have to lock her out of the room we'll see right. um, but you know my my wife who was just my girlfriend at the time she was doing really well and i was just a fucking loser like you know i like wasn't going to class and was just dicking around and smoking weed and playing video games and shit and um i started thinking to myself like damn like this girl's a, a winner and you know, like she's gonna she's gonna leave me you know we've been <laughs> together for three years and I, I was like you know if i don't do something like she's out you know like there's no way she's gonna stay with me so i started googling on the internet like internet businesses uh, you know, how to, how to make money online, how to get rich. Um, and I ran across this thing called Dogecoin. And, uh, of course, you know, I'm a fucking degenerate. So that was right up my alley because, you know, all the memes and, you know, the promises of being a millionaire and getting rich and, you know, many riches. Wow. So I was all over it. So I found out that, you know, I was a, I was always a computer science guy. I found out that I could mine it. Um, and I, you know, I always, was always a nerd. I had GPUs. So I, uh, I started mining it and um it was like an instant addiction i just fell in love with it and um you know i loved watching uh the confirmed messages come in over cli for the mining shares you know that are the hashes that i had submitted hold on dude i'm so sorry no it's okay that's enough that's enough or it's, I've, so I've got a new pup. She's uh, five months old, so she's kind of a pain in the ass at times. Uh, worst case, I'll run and throw her in her crate. But yeah, I think it's it's okay. not a big she deal. She can chill out. Um, you can you hear the whining? The problem is, is I've got a fucking yeti and it picks up everything. Oh yeah, yeah, you can hear, it, but it's okay. It's it's okay. not a, not a huge deal. I uh, so I just don't want your viewers to watch my episode and the whole thing. It's like there's a fucking <laughs> dog, dog like, whining, whining. And a, like an abused dog. No, you know what? They can, they can sit through it for some of the stuff that we're going to get into. I know okay. it'll be worth it. Yeah, it's going to get good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you know, I started mine Dogecoin and, and I, I just kind of really fell in love with it. And it was just fun at the time. You know, I never really thought anything of it. Believe it or not, like when I started crypto, um, the, my, the first immediate goal I had when I was mining Dogecoin was to um, make enough Bitcoin to buy a uh, ATI 280X, which was like the big GPU at the time for mining. And um, I actually never got there, um, but I, I started, you know, trading and stuff like that. And I started seeing there's these like guys on Twitter because uh, I started on Bitcoin talk and that's where everybody was back then, um, you know, posting in the forums and searching for new launches and, and it was a whole different ball game because there wasn't, there was, I mean, everything was shit, but there wasn't as much shit as there is now. And um, the most hilarious scams bumped and, and like the narratives were totally different. Like we weren't looking at bleeding edge technology. Like the next Bitcoin was a coin that was released that, you know, had faster block times and, and shit like that. 
So yeah, like it was, it literally was a totally different ball game. Um, so, you know, I'd stay up till 4 a.m. and catch these launches and stuff. I started as a miner, um, a spec miner. So after that, you know, I actually got into trading. Um, and things that, like I said, were totally different back then, you know, I traded a few coins. Um, and then I, I started um, wondering, you know, like, hey, like, could this really be something um, at a certain point? And, uh, you know, I ended up, um, I dropped out of school uh, for like the second time. I ended up uh, selling cars for a little bit and I was really good at that. I've always been a salesman. Um, and then I got a job managing an insurance office. And um, for the first time in my life, like I was making, you know, I was making six figures without a college degree uh, and, you know, feeling really good about myself, doing really well for myself. And, you know, I knew she wasn't going to leave me, but I knew that like with my job, like I wanted to buy this girl a bang and ring um, because, you know, she'd been through so much with me and, you know, she'd stayed with me through the ups and downs. She always believed in me. So kind of like my narrative eventually shifted from, you know, like buying GPUs or buying like a new computer or something like that to like buying a ball and S ring. So like all I needed was like 15 grand, 20 grand. Uh, and I was set and that's all I ever wanted out of this. You know, like it, it was, it was hard to imagine what was coming in 2017. Um, even, you know, being sitting through all seasons before and things like that. Um, but I, I saw this project called Decred. Um, or first, actually, I saw this project called Nexus, um, which back in the day was Coin Shield. Have you, have you ever heard of Nexus Earth? I have not, no. It's okay. So, have you ever heard? Of, there's this coin that's like uh, associated with like vector space systems that like they're going to launch satellites into space and like have their own internet and like all the shit, but it's totally legit. Like the, the guy's dad um, helped Elon Musk start SpaceX and like all this shit. Jesus, um, but back crazy. in the day, it was it started as Coin Shield and, and they were going to recycle shit coins. Because um, at that point, there were so many shit coins and the shit coins had no liquidity and no value. So this, this coin was going to have some kind of burn mechanism to where you could, you know, through some kind of smart contract, uh, submit, or, you know, send your coins to their address and then get their coin in return, you know, which was valuable um, because it was absorbing the value in the market caps of all these other coins. So that eventually trans transitioned into Nexus. And, you know, I was involved in building that coin and building their community. And, you know, I uh, became good friends with, you know, with a bunch of guys there and, um, I uh, found this other coin, you know, they made an announcement post uh, for Decred. And um, it was really appealing to me because I, you know, I'd seen a lot of ands and like launches and stuff like that on Bitcoin talk, but like these guys, like they're, and like when I saw it, like I knew it was something different, like the professionalism, like the ideas they had, the thoughts that they had, um, everything was just, was so much more professional than anything I'd seen before. Like, I just, I told myself like, holy fuck, like you've got to go pretty much all in on this and just ride it out. Like the, at some point, like this is going to be your ring. This is going to be the ticket. So I bought it and it, you know, it kept going down and then I bought more and then it kept going down and then I bought more and it kept going down and it kept going down. Like the meme in 2016 was Decred. It was like Zcash, you know, it was, <laughs> it was the Decred. It was never going to stop dumping. Yeah. And it was almost a joke how much it, it had dumped. Um, I mean, just literally just like Zcash uh, today. And I still remember, you know, myself and have you ever heard of uh, someone on Twitter called Coin Artist? Yes. Um, so she's now the CEO of Black Aid Games. You know, they're developing some really cool products. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I've been trying to get her on actually at some point. 
Really, you should. She's she's cool to talk to, and she's extremely intelligent too. Um, yeah, seems very smart. Yeah, we'll we'll work on that. Um, but the I uh, actually a lot of back in the day. So you've heard of Ubik, right? Ubiq. Mm-hmm. So that used to be Jump Bucks, and back in the day, like a lot of these OGs you're seeing around now, like used to chill in the Jump Bucks Slack. Like that was kind of like the hangout where everybody kind of just chilled and talked and you know shot the shit, whatever. And um, I literally had gotten up these decred developers' asses. No, like I was furious because they hadn't done any marketing or anything that would like was hype or anything that appealed to community. And that shit in my mind, like I was just, my bag was never going to fucking pop, you know? So (laughs) I had to take this into my own hands. I needed the fucking ring. I needed the ring. I had to take it into my own hands. I've been on their Slack every day, like being like, are you guys fucking retarded? You know, like what's going, what's wrong with you? You know, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And uh, they knew that I had a bunch, so, you know, they, they tolerated me, but eventually they were like, fine, like do something about it. And I was like, all right, fine, I will. And um, I asked them, you know, if I could do their community management. And they said, yeah, sure. You know, because I had already created basically how I grew Nexus's community and um, was I created a trading channel and we did trading education. And, uh, you know, we'd onboard new people. They come in there and, you know, I'd share charts and I'd teach them how to chart as well. And that was something unique in, in our community and, and brought a lot of attention in. So I did the same thing with Decred um, and I went into Jumbuck Slack and I was uh, just shooting the shit. I needed somebody to help me out and, and do it with me. And I knew that a lot of those guys were back holding Decred too. And um, I was like, yo, I really need some help. Like who wants to fucking put Decred on the moon with me? And uh, coin artist was like, me, me, me. So I was like, all right, like, let's fucking do it. And um that was right at the end of 2016. Like, honestly, that was one of the most depressing times in my entire life. Like I had gone back to school for computer science. Like I was getting straight A's at that point. I had grown up um, through just the jobs I'd had and developing responsibility and and things like that. Um, So, I mean, that part of my life was going well, but I was so fucking depressed because I had devoted so much time and attention to crypto and and I barely had anything to show for it. Um, it It was literally fucking awful. So we started getting on our grind uh, very end, December 2016, uh, started building this community super hard early 2017, and then 2017 happened, and it was fucking retarded. And I, I remember, um, you know, Decred pumped immediately, like 5X, and I was like, holy shit, there's my ring. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was like half my fucking stack, you yeah. know, and, and I literally remember liquidating that and being like, I got it. And then and, you watched um, it pump even harder and then I, well, I watched it pump like 20x after that yeah <laughs> uh, you know fortunately i'd only sold like half my bag there we uh, go which was nice yeah um but still i mean that ring ended up being it ended up being like a two hundred thousand dollar ring you know yeah um, <laughs> when it was all said and done no regrets though it was totally no you, can, you can't regret um, that kind of stuff no you can't um but yeah and i mean anyway so i ended up proposing to my wife and you know i graduated college and i um it's funny, I, for my senior capstone project for computer science, I had to create a LinkedIn profile and uh, I had to add friends on it, which I was just cringing so hard about. Or, or what do they call them? Connections? Or I don't know. I don't, like I don't have a LinkedIn. I no, got rid I don't, of I don't even fucking use it. Yeah. You know, but I had to do you something. Needed, so I you was, needed to. Yeah. I, I had made friends with a guy um, at that point, Dan Gunsberg. Um, well, I don't know if you guys know, but, you know, the, the founders of Euro, Dan and Rob, were both 
uh, Chicago prop shop guys. Uh, they worked at a large Chicago, Chicago hedge fund uh, for like 20 and 15 years respectively. Um, so these guys are mega, mega experienced in the markets, like no, no crazy shit that like nobody else knows. Um, so it's, it's been crazy, like being under them and learning for them. Um, but I reached out to Dan and I told him like, dude, like, I know this is really cringe, but can you please be my LinkedIn friend? Um, cause I don't know anybody and I'm not just going to be asking like random fucking people on LinkedIn to be my friend. Yeah. That's fucking weird. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. And, um, he was like, all right, bro, I like, I got you. But I had my resume and all my experience because I had, you know, blown uh, under my time, you know, Decred had gone from a $5 million to like a $200 million cap. Uh, Nexus has gone, you know, they'd done the same fucking thing. Um, so I'd, I had I'd blown several crypto communities up. I had that under my belt. I had a computer science background. You know, I'd done been in crypto for you know, a long fucking time. And uh, Dan and Rob were starting a company or they had just started it you know, hero games. And, uh, Dan was like, yo, by the way, like, are you interested in a job? Like after he added me on LinkedIn, and I was like, I don't really know about a job. You know, I mean, this is, you know, this is still like early 2019 at this point. Um, you know, I'd still had a lot left over from everything that was going on. Not nearly as much, of course, that, you know, I once had, um, but I decided, you know, it'd be good. I talked to the wife and I, or, were we married? Yeah, we were married. We got married in 2018. So I talked to my wife at that time and um, we decided that it'd be good for me to like have something to do. So I don't just sit around all day and like sleep all day and play video games and you know, just do whatever <laughs> the fuck I want. I do all the structure. So I was like, you know, like, fuck yeah, like, let's do it. Um, and with my computer science background, you know, I specialized in um, big data analytics and they needed a data analyst. Um, so, you know, I came on as, as their marketing analyst which is kind of uh, somebody that with a computer science background that does data analytics um, and helps a company make informed decisions based on that data uh, from for their marketing and, and things like that. And, um, you know, like here I went through some rough times, like with platform stability and shit like that in 2019, um, you know, and we had a, like a lot of ups and downs and a lot of shit happened. And, um, you know, but we kept weathering the storm and, you know, we ended up getting some some, I mean, really, really big deal, like big name investors uh, in the company and, um, you know, got super well funded and we got brought in some really, really crazy talent that would just blow your fucking mind. And uh, at that point, you know, I, I was promoted to operations director and, you know, that's what I've been doing for the last four months or so, um, which entails essentially just knowing all the different like moving pieces of the company and, and helping everybody communicate with with everyone else and, you know, making sure everything's going well and it is on time and is being delivered and that sort of thing. So I was going to, so, I was going to ask what that entailed. Uh, before we get into more hero stuff, I do just want to take a quick minute to say one congrats on getting married. That's huge. That's, that's kind of what all of us other, you know, children on Twitter are looking for. We're always talking uh, and about And you know what, bro? I totally got a mommy wife too. So <laughs> I, uh, I fucking, I won. Oh, you're time. stoked. Um, I'm, I'm laughing at the fact that it's, you know, 2013, 2014, you're like, I need to not be a loser and you get I knew into... I was a loser, bro. Like, but... that's the thing. Like, <laughs> no, no, but I you... knew it. But it's, you, get, a, you get into cryptocurrencies. Yeah. Like that that. I mean, but like, that's, it's, it, it is super ironic, you know? Right. Um, yeah. I'm not going to be a loser. Happening. And then you get into crypto. 
I, you know, I'm not religious or anything, bro, but like, I strongly believe in the fact that like, there is like the universe pushes you in certain directions um, and, and, or at least gives you opportunities to, to capitalize on things. Um, and you have to seize those opportunities, like when they're there. Um, and, and it's hard to recognize them sometimes. And sometimes you might not even realize that these things are opportunities. So it's always important to, you know, when like weird situations present themselves and like you have you know, chances, it's important to take them and, and see like where that branch in your life takes you. Um, because looking back to 2013, like that was the start of my whole fucking career. Like yeah. this job at Hero is literally my dream job. I'm doing exactly what I want to do. I'm getting to do data analytics, like company management. Uh, our company is fucking exploding. So it's like, a, it's an awesome, like startup culture. And, um, I never would have been exactly where I am today. Like if I didn't go through everything I went through, if I wasn't a fuck up, if I didn't search that shit online, like I wouldn't be here at all. Um, which is crazy to even think about. I was going to say, it's crazy to think about it. I'm kind of starting that journey. Like I got in 2016, yeah, decided to kind of see where this all takes me last year. I, I think I started this podcast like, beginning of 2019 so it's been about a year a little over a year now and i am absolutely loving it i don't plan on going back to any kind of corporate world no it really is this beautiful community it's a blossoming community and although price does affect kind of everybody in the industry i think you know after being here for so long you realize that these ups and downs are just kind of fluctuations and it's standard exactly that's the thing i mean I will say, you know, it's funny that crypto has taught me so many things about life and, and is, is given me so many values that I used not like to not have. And, and before, like, you know, people start thinking I'm being like one of those people that's like, oh, fuck Trace Mayer. You know, he talked about a coin that wasn't Bitcoin. Like, <laughs> no, fuck that. Like, I'm look, I'm a USD maximalist. Like, there we go. That's the way to be. Like, yeah. I'm here for for me. I honestly could give a fuck about Bitcoin changing the world or anything like that. Um, but I do believe that Bitcoin is, and this space in general is going to create a lot of careers and give a lot of people opportunity to find purpose in their lives uh, and change their lives for the better. And maybe in the process, you'll you'll change other people's lives for the better as well. Um, I fully agree with that. I mean, I have a show. This is Crypto Entrepreneurs. I have on entrepreneurs yeah. in this industry or building businesses. And I think that they're going to be working on these businesses for 10 plus years um, bro it's crazy to think about like some of the people you could have interviewed like might end up going on to be like really big deals yeah you know? no <laughs> and then of course there are the duds that have already failed in this right. last year <laughs> but no yeah. it, it, I, I am working on getting bigger and better guests i consider you one of them you've been in the industry you, for a very long time that. of course and I, I really do appreciate you taking the time um so can we kind of get back to the hero stuff? Cause you know, you've been yeah, working sure. with them for a little while. Um, you know, you do a lot for them. Can you, can you kind of just walk us through everything? I know you already talked about some of it, but oh, do, yeah. you, do you want to go into depth a little bit more? I, I do. I wear a ton of hats. Um, and it's because, you know, we, in, in a startup, like you have to wear a lot of hats or you're not going to fit into the culture, you know, like there's not going to be a dedicated person in, in a startup for one particular like thing. Um, so right now, like Hero has, I think, tw- 13 or 14 employees total, uh, full time, which is fucking incredible. Um, for what you guys are doing. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. For what we're doing. Um, you know, we're, we're a startup. We're a, we're a, uh, 
basically a, a digital, a pair mutual digitals exchange. Um, and uh, like I, I do all of the data analytics um, for one. So, you know, I write, uh, I, I'm a pure Python dev, you know, I don't have Python and SQL are my, my two languages. Um, and I, you know, I do some, some no SQL. Oh my God, you might have to be going in your grade if you keep doing this shit. Uh, you know, and NoSQL is stuff like, you know, MongoDB and FlexDB, stuff like that. Um, NoSQL is a lot of times, like, people use uh, those for, like, really high performance, high throughput databases. Um, SQL is really good for big data. You can store just so much shit um, in an SQL table or, you know, a group of tables. And the beauty of SQL is it, it the way it organizes and catalogs everything, it gives you the ability to to search for things very efficiently and very quickly. Um, so basically what I do for data analytics is, you know, I construct programs in Python to pull data uh, from SQL databases to process that data. Um, and then we do, uh, I create dashboards as well to visualize that data um, through Google Data Studio, uh, which is a really cool tool as well. Um, so in addition to that, you know, I do like a lot of the marketing stuff like uh, Hero Labs is a part of our business. I'm going to ask uh, about that, actually. I just yeah. Saw. So you know, like I wrote all those bots. So part of the the way we are growing our community is very similar to one of the ways I grew DeepRed's community and Nexus's community. Um, but I, I realized that, you know, I don't have time to be like a full time educator like I had in the past, you know, and even though I am passionate about teaching other people what I'm passionate about, you know, just like anybody would be, um, you know, if somebody shares your passion, like most people are an open book, like they want to help you out and they want to, you know, get you on your feet and, and talk to you about it and get you pumped up about it because you're pumped up about it. Um, and I'm pumped up about charts and I'm pumped up about data, um, which are two things I love talking about. So I created that bot so people could chart things automatically. Um, Maybe because some people just are never going to be a chartist. Some people are never going to be able to, to, you know, effectively draw a chart, to effectively draw trend lines. So I wanted to give them an algorithmic, like mathematical way to just query and ask us for a chart and have it delivered on demand. Um, but it's also, you know, a marketing tool uh, because if you think about it, you know, Hero Labs is, it's a great service. It's tweeting out um, automatic charts, right? But each of these charts, you know, has an associated cash tag and information about it. So it's a way to expose our platform to the entire crypto community, but not just hashtag Bitcoin to individual communities within this big community as well. Um, so that's kind of the, the brilliance behind that is that, you know, it puts us in front of every single individual community in crypto uh, that has a coin or a token or whatever you want to say. Um, so Gen also, genius marketing right there, I must say. Um, um, really I quick. I thought it was a good idea. Yeah, one, it, it's fantastic. And for anyone who doesn't know who's listening to this, who hasn't seen like the Twitter or anything like that, I believe what it is is it tweets a coin from the top 300 every 30 minutes. And it al your like algorithm adds trend lines to it. So you can just kind of yep. visualize things very easily. And it kind of just gives you a jumping off point of, hey, here's a chart with a random coin. Let me go check it out now. And, and you know, one of the most awful things that I see on Twitter, there's literally like maybe 10 people that know how to draw trend lines. And like this, <laughs> I used to like go comment on people's posts, but they get so fucking mad and just, and just be like, oh, you know, like, hey, I promise you, I'm just trying to help out, but maybe you should anchor it here and here or do this and this. 
and people are like, oh, yeah, right. you know, people get so fucking mad, you know, because they think that because they're posting a chart on it's Twitter. It's ego. It's ego. Yeah, that there's some kind of pro now. Like, you're fucking not, like, at all. Like, but I, I, I get that, you know, I felt like that at one point, too, you know, and you, you feel like because you're doing this like you're somebody uh, when you're really not at all. Um, <laughs> We're still I just a bunch it. of losers on Twitter. No, for real, we are, like myself included. Yeah. But I love it, you know, but it's that's that's the reality of the situation. Right. Um, but the thing is, is what's so cool about uh, the bot is that it uses a kernel, dis kernel density estimation function to actually uh, look for cluster density of certain closes on coins. Um, so it can algorithmically plot horizontal levels. And when it does that, um, there's a method to the madness. Like it looks at the same thing, everything the same way. So there's consistency in that. And, and consistency is very important when you trade. And that's why when I look at people and they're drawing shit trend lines, like they're connecting like two random fucking peaks. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know, like that you're curve fitting. Like I could draw a trend line anywhere that I wanted to draw one. Right. You know, and, and, and act like I just saw a breakout. Right. You can make a when bullish people, or bearish case on pretty no, much every chart. Fucking percent. You can. Um, So sorry to interrupt, but I do just want to give a quick shout out to our third and final sponsor right now. Uh, that is Crypto.com. These guys are one of the biggest companies in the industry and they have a ton going on. So I really don't want to get into everything. It would take way too much time. I just want to touch on three things really quickly. The first is that MCO Visa credit card that I've been talking about. It allows you to spend your crypto and on top of that you get a whopping five percent cash back on all purchases it's unreal right now i it, that alone is one of the biggest reasons to go and apply for this card there are many other perks don't want to get into them i think the five percent is the most important one the second is that not only did these guys allow you to spend your crypto but you can also earn it uh, you'll earn up to 6% annually on the big currencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, and then up to 12% on your stable coins, which is also unheard of because if you think of your standard savings account where you're making a quarter or half a percent a year versus the 12 that you can be making, it's just mind boggling. And then the last thing is they have this fundraising platform called the Syndicate, and they've been offering token sales at a 50% discount. Uh, this one, all these things that I've talked about, they're just crazy to me. Uh, so this one, you know, if you're staking their coin, CRO, you're able to participate in these sales and get 50% off the current price of whatever coin or token they're doing the sale for. This one coming up in about a week is for Tezos. And I know everybody has been talking about Tezos lately. So if you wanna pick some up for a 50% discount, Head on over, create an account, start staking CRO, and you will be able to participate. There's a link in the description below. I highly encourage you to check out all three of these things, not just one, not just two, all three, uh, and really take advantage of everything that Crypto.com has to offer. Now we can get back to it. Sorry about that. And that's totally fine. But the thing is, is when you connect trend lines, you know, 
people don't realize this, but the only way to draw a trend line um, is you can look for, there's, there's really two different kind of mentalities around it. Okay. And then there's subsects of those mentalities. So the two mentalities are, you know, you can draw, connect two adjacent highs and two adjacent lows. Okay. They have to be adjacent. Um, and you can draw trend lines on two points doing that method, or you can look for trend lines that intersect with three points anywhere. Um, and that's a valid trend line as well. And, but when you're doing this, you have to go uh, wick to wick, which, you know, wicks are, are the really like small, you know, like lines coming out of the actual candle bodies for anybody that doesn't know. <laughs> Thank you for you dumbing it go, down for my uh, audience. <laughs> you have to go wick to wick or you can go body to body. And when I see a lot of the worst curve fitting that I see on Twitter is people will draw a trend line from a candle wick to a candle body. And you just can't fucking do that because what determines, you know, do you always start in the wick and then go to the candle body or sometimes are you going to put it on the candle body and then go to the wick? Like that doesn't make any fucking sense. There has to be a method to your madness. Um, so that's what the bot does. It, it actually um, only it, it charts in the line chart, you know, which I've become a really big fan of uh, because it's, it's very consistent um, and I've gotten really, really good results with it. But it, it just does a, a slope search and it looks for, for different slopes where there's multiple points of intersection and it'll throw trend lines up there. And it's not perfect, right? But there's a method to it. Um, and it's consistent. I was going to say, time. it take, takes the emotion out of it. You're not looking at this chart trying to fit, you know, one of your trend lines to this chart. It's throwing them right. up there where it's It does it, it automatically. It. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we do all sorts of other stuff too. Like uh, Facebook has a really cool forecasting algorithm for time series called Profit, P-R-O-P-H-E-T. And, um, you know, we've actually applied profit to Bitcoin, uh, which has given some really interesting results. And I back tested it. And, you know, when I say I back tested it, you know, what I've done is because, you know, the, the data updates and the algorithm updates that, you know, everything over time and its projections over time. But I've acted like we don't have the data for the last two years. And, you know, what if I didn't see the last two years and I was looking at this chart, you know, like it was fresh 2017, you know, what it would look like. And the Facebook profit model consistently identifies Bitcoin tops and bubbles and uh, bottoms as well, which is really interesting. It identified this, uh, this latest bottom at, at 6,000. Um, These are cheat right. codes right here. Yeah, you're... it's literally fucking cheat codes. <laughs> you're giving so, away cheat codes. Which is, it's absolutely amazing. So you, you can't query that on Twitter, but if you're in our uh, trading pit channel and, and you say, you know, slash profit, then you get on-demand profit models, uh, which is really, really cool. Uh, I think at least. Um, and then we also have mathematical based models like uh, ARIMA, um, which is a traditional finance model that actually uh, will give you confidence bands based on the variance and the data that you feed it of where it believes future projections will be. And, and you can actually, with mathematical certainty, you know, short things or, or long things that fall outside of the, the purview of those bands, which is really interesting too. Um, but Hero Labs, you know, this is just the beginning for that. We really want to expand Hero Labs to be like a different kind of data provider in crypto and provide traders with tools that they don't have anywhere else. Um, so that's that's kind of where we're starting. And something I've been working on for a while, they got sidelined just because I, you know, like I said, I wear a lot of hats, I've got a lot of responsibilities, is um, there's a really, really nice uh, natural language processing model that, um, is it Google, I think, uh, has open sourced that 
will allow you to come in and, and analyze uh, sentiment over things. And with, what's cool about that is we can actually pull all tweets pertaining to a certain like subject on Twitter and we can get um, artificial intelligence, analyze sentiment data outputs on uh, what Twitter is feeling. And that's a lot different than these really biased, you know, like, hey, followers, are you bearish or bullish right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. That's stupid as fuck because, you know, people are always just going to vote their bias on there. But when you have, you know, actual AI analyzing everything, like it gives you a really nice picture of, of what everybody's thinking, what everybody's talking about. So that's another kind of hobby and passion of mine. I actually have an AI business on the side. Um, we do, we have a, a natural language processing base AI bottle that uh, trades Bitcoin, wow. which is really cool. Um, to get yeah. into that conversation, I would need uh, Nick, you know, Nick, proud manlet or tweaker yeah, yeah, on yeah. Twitter. I need him on. No, so that I, you guys... I lo- no, I love, I love him. He's, <laughs> he's a brilliant guy uh, and he's hilarious. You guys too. both. Yeah. Actually you got brought up when I was speaking with him on his episode a while back. Uh, and he was like, you got it. You got to have Messiah on. You got to talk to him. But honestly, that stuff is all a little bit too over my head. But that, that's the thing. I don't even hear, you know, you've got certain people that really, okay, she's fucking with the green screen now. <laughs> I saw, I saw I mean, a little you, movement in the yeah, background there. Yeah, right. So, I mean, but you've got certain people that want to sound really intelligent. You know, I don't want to sound really intelligent. My main goal here is to make like really intelligent things accessible to normal people. Yeah. Um, I want everybody to, to have access to like the best tools possible and, and to have the best intel possible so they can inform their trading decisions. And you're doing a fantastic job. I mean, even just recently I had double spending on Mike and he was just singing praises about how easy. Dude, I love Mike. He's the man. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's, he was wonderful. Great guest, great episode for anyone who's listening. Shit too. Yeah, they got to go check that episode out. But he was also just saying, you know, you've made very, very complex, you know, trading algorithms, theories, very easy for him to understand. And that's how he's kind of been able to go from complete novice trader in 2017. He said he bought the top to now, you know, killing it on the hero leaderboards one i mean we all kind of bought the top to be fair even if you didn't buy the top you didn't you didn't fucking sell it and and i love it in you know all these hindsight geniuses like fucking verb nest you know 71 percent accurate right (laughs) they actually used to have 90 percent accurate on their website um but you've got so many people that you know want to larp and want to act like they sold that top like no you fucking didn't when that shit was at 19k like we were all like this shit is going to 100k right the fuck now like yeah don't you dare sell and like that was just the reality of it and Uh, that's you know earlier man i was talking about crypto and emotions and stuff like that crypto has taught me more patience than anything else in my entire life ever i'm literally the most patient person like ever out of anybody i know um and and it's also just taught me that about like emotions and people and like myself and you know just the euphoria everybody was feeling. And it's literally like when you're in that phase, I mean, think about how many people made so much money in 2017 and, and literally looked at themselves and said, what the fuck am I, what am I doing? You know, like, <laughs> how do I do, how do I handle this? What's going on with this? Yeah. Um, and, and that was, that was a weird situation because Very weird I've got time. friends, bro, that had like $30 million portfolios at the top. Yeah. And uh, they, I mean, literally zero of them still have $30 million, by the way. 
Um, but the, the thing is, is people were, were shocked, you know, how did the fuck do you go from a pleb to having $30 million? And we don't and deserve that kind of money. You don't. <laughs> no. and, and how do you, how do you, how do you handle that? it? Yeah. It's, it's a really wild situation. A hundred percent. It truly is. And, uh, I think, I think there were some people who got out near the top or around the top and, uh, kind of watched it climb. I've talked to a couple of you who said they got in out at around, you know, 15 K and then watched it climb to 19, shit their pants, bought some more back, watched it <laughs> yeah. crash, like that kind of stuff. It was story. hard not to. You can't blame them, man. No, right? I mean, everybody was talking about it. It was like pure insanity, true bubble euphoria textbook. And uh, we've kind of learned our lessons from then. And I like that you talk about patience because, you know, as fast as this industry moves, it's 24-7. I think it really has taught a lot of people to just slow down, take it a little bit easier. Um, so, patience with bags, but not only that, patience in, in life. You know, yeah. my wife always wonders, is that like, how the fuck are you so patient? Because I'm so chill about everything. And I'm like, you don't know like, <laughs> what I've been through. You don't know like the emotions I felt. I mean, shit, dude, even before this, this little alt season bump right here, I mean, even for guys like me that have been here for six years, that was, that hurt, Yeah, you know, like that was painful. Like I was depressed about it. Like I thought, I mean, I knew it was coming back and I knew not to be an idiot and saw my bags. And I, I knew that I needed to continue averaging down. And I, you know, I knew this, this shit was going to come back at some point. Um, but at a certain point you start thinking like, they're doubting yourself. You start, yeah, you do. You start thinking like, this shit's never coming back. Yeah. Bro. You're a fucking idiot. This like, cycle is the last high. It's right. not, it's not coming it's like, back. These this maximalists time. are right. These maximalists are right. Oh no, know? they're never right. I, I can go on for days about those guys. Oh, they are. It's a joke, man. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know. I know. Um, so <laughs> it's funny. There's one thing that I wanted to ask you cause you are, you just mentioned the word. <laughs> All right. I just opened the door. So she's, she's probably going to go take a shit in, in the fucking guest bedroom. <laughs> I'm so sorry, man. She might've taken a shit here because I kind of, did she? Oh God, please. No, <laughs> I don't see it. She's, dude, she's five months old. She, she shits in the house. Like constantly. I bet not constantly. She used to shit in the house constantly. I smell shit. She might've just farted. Uh Oh, she, yeah, she used to shit in the house constantly. She really doesn't anymore. She hadn't pooped in the house in about a month, so I'm proud of that. Um, but, you know, we'll see. She takes two shits a day, and they're literally the size of my arm. Jesus so. Christ. All right, we'll, we'll try to get through the rest of this as quick as possible. There were a couple things I still do want to ask you about, one of yeah, which sure. is these charts that you have been posting lately. I've seen a lot of the GAN fan. Like, yeah, I get a, get a lot of mixed, uh, mixed reactions to those. Okay. Is it serious? Are you joking? Or like, is this an actual legit thing that you believe? Oh, I'm a hundred percent serious. Are you serious? Um, okay. Cause I mean like, so people are split on this one, you know, they could be here's, like, here's, joking. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. So back in the day, um, this is in my early coding days. I met a guy named Sebastian Shepis. Um, he's the founder of Syscoin. If you've ever heard that. Yeah. Uh, we met in Trading View Chat, which is kind of another place that people used to chill. I don't know who the fuck hangs out there anymore, um, but people used to chill there. And uh, we both had the same goals. We were both kind of new to this trading game. It was early 2015. Like, all of 2014, my trading was, oh, so-and-so mentioned this shit on Twitter. I better buy it right now, right? Um, and sometimes that I did really well on that. And sometimes I got shit on, and um, I was tired of that. So there's these guys, 
two in particular. This is Noose, uh, who goes by Ant on Twitter. And um, also, Dre, for you, we're kind of early to the charting game. Um, and I saw these guys posting these charts, and they just look like fucking magic to me. I was like, holy shit, these guys are killing it. You know, like, I need to learn how to do that. Like, I'm pretty smart. I can pick it up. So I started studying it. And um, the, the way I learn, I'm not an instruction manual guy. Like, I go get my hands dirty, and I fuck up until I learn something. And um, I try everything in the process of doing so. So I met Sebastian. And we were like, bro, like there's like 200 indicators on trading view. Like we're, we're both like coders. We've been writing Python scripts. There's got to be some combination of maybe, you know, 50 indicators to where like it's the secret sauce. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the holy so, grail of trading. No, literally the, that's, we were like, this is going to be the holy grail. So we start looking, we went through every single indicator in trading view at the time. Um, we started combining them and creating algorithms that, you know, when the MACD was up and the RSI was between 50 and 57 and the stochastic was turning down and the OBV was up, you know, and all this different shit, then this is what we're going to do. Um, and after wasting like four months on that with him and several iterations, we were both just like, fuck, bro, like none of this shit works. It's impossible. Like, <laughs> yeah, it but that exist. was that was my exit from the indicator game. I was like, fuck indicators, like this is all bullshit. But in the process, you know, on the left side, there's always been the GAN fan, the FIB fan, you know, this and that. So I started back testing these GAN fans and, you know, there's a traditional method for the GAN fan, which is uh, you anchor it at a bottom and it's, you draw it from a 45 degree angle, you know, from that point. Um, I didn't know that at the time. So I had developed my own methodology around it. And that, uh, that methodology ended up being insane in 2017 because, you know, like anybody, I've made my fair share of bad calls, but, I made some crazy calls in 2017 um, and I sold a lot of tops and I did not on Bitcoin, but on altcoins. Um, I sold not the decred top, but I sold the Ardor top and the next top, um, which were two of the biggest pumps at the end of 2017. And um, I saw, I did that using GAN fans and uh, GAN fans are amazing because, you know, the way I anchor it and the way I do it, it really monitors the, it allows you to track the potential acceleration of an asset at different phases in a parabolic market. Um, and it's really good because you start, people start asking themselves, like, when something enters price discovery, like, where do you fucking sell it? Yeah. Right. right. Like, there's no precedent for where to place, you know, there's no lines to draw. You know, what the fuck are you going to do? Yeah. So, okay, a couple things I can do. I can draw, you know, uh, Fibonacci sequence and I can, you know, put cells in the Fib extensions. That works pretty well. Um, but they only go up so far. And uh, the GAN fan measures the evolution of an asset's parabolic potential over time. Um, and it's an extremely useful tool. And uh, you can draw GAN fans on literally everything using the method. And I actually made a thread about this on Twitter. Uh, detailing exactly how I do it, uh, went into great detail about it. And if anybody, you know, rather than wanting to laugh about it, if anybody wanted to to learn the technique and go back and backtest it themselves, I think they'd be shocked um, at how many times, like, the top is exactly on one of those GAN lines. On, and for crypto, it, it's crazy. And I've even, it's not as good, but in parabolic, like, bubble markets, that's where it shines. And so yeah. right now, like throwing this shit on some of the stock markets and stuff, I threw the first GAN fan chart I threw up this year was one on Tesla, 
where I said that, you know, hey, we've gone over this uh, this certain GAN line and we're going to a fucking a thousand bucks like in the next week. And we went to a thousand bucks literally in the next week. Get uh, Zach fucking top of the fan. And, you know, that was a real thing. And I was serious about that. I wasn't just being a fucking idiot. You yeah. know, like I looked at this. I was like, holy fuck, this looks like a crypto chart. It's going parabolic. It's a bubble. GAN fan it. If something's not a bubble asset, don't put a don't do what I do on it. There you know, it's, it doesn't work. But if something's like a parabolic bubble asset and it's going to enter price discovery, that's where the fan shines. There we go. So we're talking, you know, for all the crypto people out there, we're talking alt seasons when Bitcoin just starts ripping that kind of thing. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing you threw it up on Tezos recently and maybe Chainlink because those guys are both. Yeah, I put one on Tezos and Chainlink. I thought $3 was probably the top on Tezos, you know, based on the fan. Um, but we actually breached we that $3 four, level. Right? It hit about three and a half. Okay. Um, it actually breached that that level. And the thing about the GAN fan is, is that in a parabolic market, like as the fan spreads out, every level you break, the fan is spreading out more and more and more. So it allows something to be more and more and more parabolic. Um, so for Tezos, for example, when it went over that $3 line, like the next potential level was right there at like $5 or something like that. Um, now in order to do that, and, and these aren't like guarantees, these are just potential targets. And, and the thing is it, really the goal here is when something's in price discovery, where the fuck do you put yourselves? Like that's yeah. what the game fan helps you yeah, with. Yeah. It's not like a guarantee. So the guarantee at that, or the, the methodology at that point is, okay, if this $3 level holds then, because we have broken this next level to the upside, the next potential target is going to be $5. Tezos, the $3 level didn't hold. Um, but can we reclaim that $3 and, and throw that maybe five, probably $6 target now back in action? Yeah. There we go. Okay. So it's the same way. The link and fan has actually held up really, really, really well. Um, I don't, I don't remember. I've got eight fucking charts open right now. I don't know which one it was open on. Um, but I think I said link was going to like, I don't know, like $5 or something or, or six star. I don't, I don't even know what the fuck it was, um, but it's on track. And it, it link is really fucking strong, surprisingly, even in the face of, of all of this. Right. Yeah. No, it's continuing to rip. Uh, so again, for anyone who's listening, you know, maybe check out that thread I have heard talks of alt season lately. We've already seen a pretty nice rise in a lot of alts, but if we do get those crazy parabolic moves, something like the GAN fan can be very helpful. I honestly, I think you'd be doing a disservice not to check out the thread and back test it on some things and see for yourself. Um, that's one of the biggest things too. I that I've always been really stubborn, and I I don't believe anything anybody says. I always want to go find out for myself. Of course. Um, so find out for yourself. Go check it out. You know, it's just like somebody telling you like, hey, so when the MACD goes down, like if you go check that out and find out for yourself, like you're gonna be like, no, actually, like what the fuck did I ever do that? <laughs> it does not work at idea. all. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's a good jumping off point. I always like to have these episodes be sort of the jumping off point for people to start, learn a couple things, and then kind of continue on down their own path. With that being said, like, I actually have a lot of people, you know, that really like that thread and, and DM me about it and stuff like that. And I was happy to help them out and, and you know, criticize their charts and, and help them learn it. So, you know, if you think that's you and, and you become interested in something I've spoken about, like, please, you know, I'm a really sociable person. I'm super nice. Like, reach out to me. I'm happy to help you. Like I said earlier, you know, if you're passionate about something that I'm passionate about, like I'm about that. 
There we go. Yeah, you've been uh, very responsive and helpful to any of my DMs and also any kind of banter we have on Twitter. Uh, so I suggest anyone who's listening to this who's like, eh, maybe I should reach out, please do. Same to me if you ever want to ask me questions. Um, so you mentioned a couple of, because I, I checked out your header recently, and I was looking at some of the coins that are mentioned in your header. Um, have you been keeping updates on those five coins? No, I mean, those are just kind of coins that I'm famous for dumping. There we go. <laughs> I mean, people, people even accuse me of crashing those markets. You um, did. Like it's, no comment on that. I am, I am positive you did. <laughs> there's no comment on that. Okay. Uh, but but I thought that was funny. If you guys have heard of uh, Money Alada, he's the one that designed my header. He's probably one of the most talented graphic designers in this space. He I don't really know if he is. does Twitter headers anymore, but, um, you know, just treating me as a client, like that dude fucking killed it i literally i told him like kind of my vision for it and i was just like bro like look like you're the artist here like i'm giving you full creative liberty like you've talked to your client you know me so like give me what you think i want and he showed me that now I, I just died I was it's like, beautiful oh my God, that's so funny it is so. It, it's beautiful it's a beautiful header but okay not keeping keeping up with those coins anymore i know a lot of people don't like to do this do you have anything on your radar at the moment yeah, you know, and I, I'll do this. Um, I really only had uh, four bags going into this all or five if you count uh, Exim Chain, which may or may not be dead. It's kind of up in the air. Um, fucking just, it's one of those situations, just shitty fucking project where, you know, the dev team is just literally fucking retarded and they are, are totally incompetent. They got delisted from every fucking exchange they're on and have been telling us that they're searching for appropriate liquidity solutions for the past fucking year. <laughs> we're talking about a coin it's a know, wonderful it's a way quorum. to spin that no it's a quorum fork but the brilliance of EximChain was and why i actually bought so much of it was the fact that they had implemented quadratic voting uh which is a governance mechanism that we're, to where the rich can't come in it becomes increasingly expensive uh for the rich to influence a governance decision um, so it gives the little guy just as much say as the big guy. And this is something that Vitalik had discussed at length um, and a lot of other big names. And these guys are the first people to implement it and have it working and, and have it good. They actually, the person who even, you know, invented quadratic vote, voting consulted with them and implementing this in the project. So it's it's a huge shame how incompetent the de uh, development team is and, and the way the pro you know project is gone. But um, I'm bag forced bag holding that one. Don't buy it. Uh, unless you're a total maniac, you can't even buy it. It's not even on an exchange, but it's been a literally a miserable experience for the past year back holding that. Um, RSR is something I scooped big, bigly um, a while ago, and it's uh, been performing really well. It's showing a lot of strength right now. It's uh, essentially, if you guys, I'm sure you guys have heard of Maker DAO, um, and Maker DAO is kind of the governance and, and fuel behind the DAI stablecoin. Um, so RSR is is like Maker DAO, and they have their own stablecoin RSV that is yet to be released. Um, but it's one of the best investment strategies. And if you talk to a lot of legends like Not So Fast or Bitcoin Dad or Need a Coin or uh, a lot of these guys that have invested uh, and very successfully on, on fundamentals, you know, like me, um, if, if you talk to a lot of old guys, like we all know fundamentals are a joke, but all fundamentals are in crypto are FOMONomics, you know, yeah. can something be sold? The pumpamental question. Yeah. You look at a coin and, and you say, like, does it have the right narrative? You know, can this narrative be pushed? You know, can it be sold? Can this coin be pumped? 
can people start believing in this coin? And if the answer to that is yes, you know, you might have a, like a pretty good project in your hands uh, to consider. So, you know, RSR like has these kind of phomenomics, pump minerals, you know, whatever you want to call them. You know, Peter Thiel is a fucking big investor in it. Coinbase Ventures, like big names. And it's a low cap too. So that's kind of like my gym play at the time. I'm not interested in selling any of it, uh, even though it has gone up a little bit right now. I think it's going to go up a lot more in the future um, because it's still a low cap and MakerDO has like a $300 million cap. But the strategy I was talking about is if you find a project that has like a $300, $400 million cap, and then you find a really competent team with, uh, you know, those FOMONomics behind them, you know, with a narrative behind them, and they're doing the same thing, maybe even better for a $20 million cap. You scoop that $20 million cap all day. Any day. That's yeah. how you fundamentally invest in crypto because, you know, the theory is that those those two market caps will converge Yeah. at some point. Um, so that REN is uh, I've been a big time believer in Ren for a long time. It's the first bag that I've ever told, you know, actually can, and I might be a fucking idiot for even thinking this. I, I can't decide yet, um, but I'm not going to ever sell my Ren. I plan to run nodes. Uh, Ren's a DeFi project and, and they do decentralized private computing, which has huge implications for not only this industry, but really every industry everywhere for data processing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, imagine somebody comes to you and they want to process a large amount of medical data that contain sensitive patient records. The issue with that is, you know, there's laws that protect patient privacy and things like that. So, you know, when you have that situation, they want to outsource their computing. They can't do that knowing that you won't, you know, access or see that customer data, you know, which is a, a breach of the law. So private computing in general and Enigma is another project that that is looking into this, although, you know, they've had some unfortunate news recently. Um, is something to where, you know, I could submit all of this data to be processed and, and I could have it processed privately without the risk of any of the data ever being exposed and still get the calculations that I wanted back, uh, which is really, really cool. Um, so Rin, Zcash, because I'm getting Decred uh, feels on that. Actually, Decred, I called it Decred for a long time. In Korean, it's actually pronounced Decred, which is pretty funny. Um it was kind of an inside joke for a long time, but Zcash is giving me the decred feels. It's going down forever. It's become a meme. I mean, at some point, Zcash is going to pump. Zuko. It started to. I mean, it's, dude, it's what, Zuko two, three X from the bottom. Satoshi. Like, yeah. this dude was doing cryptography like before Satoshi was. Like, he was working on that kind of shit and like has those kind of connections. He's, a, he's brilliant. Their team's brilliant. And they're creating bleeding edge privacy tech and literally pushing the boundaries of computer science, which is something that excites me. Yeah. I think Zcash is the best privacy coin, hands down. Unfortunately, it suffered from rampant inflation, uh, but they actually have a halving event coming, you know, at the end of this year. They have the same inflation schedule as Bitcoin and they haven't halved yet. Yeah. So when Bitcoin started, bro, like the inflation was retarded on it. Yeah. It was, it was Zcash. Insane. The problem with Zcash is, is that Zcash got like a really big head start and unvalued uh, relative to Bitcoin. So it was overvalued and, and because yeah. it was valued at so much, like the miners just kept selling it. It just kept bleeding and bleeding and bleeding. There's so much supply coming in the market that there wasn't any amount of demand that can sustain that. Um, it's a really, really big Zcash enigma for the same reasons as Rin. Um, and then I think, is that it? Yeah, that's it. That's my bags. I'm not saying to, to buy my bags, but I am explaining <laughs> I'm explaining the reasons that I bought them. You're, um, you're giving good reasons to buy it. Listen, I don't cycle in and out of bags. Um, 
for a couple of reasons. You know, you'll see some people that are that are chronic over traders. You don't want to be that in an altcoin. You know, I it's great that we have this new generation of traders that are banging out 20, 30% on altcoins, but one thing, the tax implications behind that are enormous. So, you know, these 20, 30% trades aren't really 20, 30% trades. Like these guys are if they're doing things right, which honestly, with all the blockchain forensics and shit that they have out now, like you really should be like, you're going to get butt fucked on your taxes big time uh, at some point, maybe not this year, but it's coming, buddy. Yeah, right. So you need to be fucking smart about that. Um, I want long term capital gains in my bag. So for me, it was very important to buy these projects with super solid teams and fundamentals and and to really commit to them and know about them and, and know that like I'm in something good. Now, if there was some like something crazy that happened, you know, like Zuko died or something, I'd be like, oh, fuck, you know, like I probably need to sell my Zcash. <laughs> um, but, you know, like I can, with the amount of patience I have and the amount of pain I can tolerate, like I promise you, you can't shake me out. Like that's yeah. literally fucking impossible. Right. They, it, uh, it's going to zero if I'm getting shaken out. Like I'm not, yeah, pretty, pretty <laughs> much. not going to sell. Yeah. I'm stubborn. One, two, I've just seen it happen too many times where bottoms are sold and then, the pump starts bro any any single time where i've had the urge to sell and i've actually acted on that in the past like that was the absolute bottom right so i'm not i'm not fucking around with that anymore <laughs> like see then that gets into the mentality of oh it keeps going down and you're like fuck i'm wrong this time maybe yeah. i should sell and, and then, then the you second sell you again. sell it yeah it goes it goes whoop, exactly. you know and you're like god damn it yeah. you know like <laughs> since we're pumping bags i'm gonna throw mine out there my one yeah, low, low it, cap it's just veil little privacy okay. coin it's got right, like right. a two yeah. or three million dollar market cap very very now, tiny no veil is the one that uh and correct me if i'm wrong but i believe it's uh it was based on zero coin and rather than having opt-in privacy they're always on privacy correct yeah there's been some talks about some changes recently i haven't been as up to date as i should been just because i'm focused on a billion yeah, you got a lot going on Right. Yeah. So I just like have kind of left it be. I've got some like very, very low stink bids as well. So it's like I'm not I'm not even done accumulating a bag. Vale, Vale was on my radar for a while uh, for a few reasons. You know, one, uh, Florian Mayer was really big on it and I really respect him. Um, and Ambroid was was really big on it as well. Um, and I respect him, too. He's He's been here a long time and he knows his shit. So, yeah, I, that, that's actually why I knew a little bit about it, because, you know, I did some research on it. That was kind of my same route right there. Those two guys, and then also who was it? Was Bitcoin Dad a while ago? Was yeah, he he was talking about it. He, I think, he was an advisor for the team at one point. Not sure if he still is. Um, But yeah, that's my one little baby cap that I'm just throwing out there for next next bull run. Um, So I appreciate you walking us. Fingers crossed. Right? Yeah, I know it'll go to zero with my luck, and I'll be (laughs) I'll be okay with that. Um, Be okay, man. But okay, so you talked about some of the stuff that you've kind of got going on, what you're excited for. Uh, does Hero have anything big in the pipeline that you're allowed to talk about? Uh, the answer to that question is absolutely yes, and I'm absolutely not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> there we go. And I'm not I, I will say, I will say one thing. Um, is there anything you can talk about? I, I, I will, I'll make a very broad generalization. Okay. Um, some of the partners that we have uh, would blow people's fucking minds. And some of the things that we have coming this year are going to totally change the game in this space. Um, and I'm not just fucking around. I don't just say this. I've got a six year reputation that I built here and I've only been with like honest projects that are, that have ball and potential. Like I want upper mobility in my life. Um, yeah. And if this shit wasn't real, if this shit was bullshit, I wouldn't be there at all. I'd be out of there real quick. Um, but 
I mean, some of the things we have coming uh, this year and uh, when, when I say a partnership, I don't mean like, oh, we partnered with this really big coin, guys. How cool <laughs> is this? I mean, like an industry partnerships that are fucking like crazy. Like um, bring, bringing crypto to the mainstream potentially. Yes. In like uh, new, actually, very new ways. Actually, yes. Big time that. Uh, and not only that, but but new, uh, we have a new game coming on our exchange or it's not, it's not actually a game. It's, it's a unique derivatives product, um, that is going to be, uh, fucking crazy. It's going to have almost infinite liquidity. So if you want to be a fucking idiot and come game, you know, come play with your 10 BTC or whatever, or, or, you know, even your 50 BTC, like you're going to be able to do that. Um, and this game is going to be like the most like, FOMO inducing, like adrenaline inducing, <laughs> just the like legitimate gambling. Products, yeah. <laughs> well, think about like the three X tokens and stuff like that. People are all over those. The yeah. best products and what these DJs want here is something that they can get insanely fucking rich on or insanely fucking wrecked on, real quick, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the th- like those three X tokens and those altcoin shits and like and all that shit on FTX. Like, I know people you know made money in that, but bro, you can get fucking raped on yeah. that shit. Yeah, yeah, fast and like, very holy quickly. shit. Where did all my money go? Raped. Yeah, um, yeah. Which but, you, know, you know, I I I'm okay with it because this this industry yeah. is very full of degenerate gamblers. But I also no, that's just what like, people want. I know, and I hate it because you know people are losing so much of their precious Bitcoin, and it's it's sad to see it go to these gambling addictions. You um, know what, bro? So people keep asking the question like, why hasn't my bag pumped? The honest answer to that is nobody has any fucking money left, you know, like <laughs> no one does. Like, no. and if you act like you, you do, you're a fucking LARP. And I'm going to go ahead and say that right now. I know for a fucking fact, you're a LARP. Uh, if you're acting like you still got it because you don't. Um, and if you do still got it, you're tied up in some kind of underwater bag. Like you just are, and you're not going to fucking sell it yet. You know, if you're in a fucking bag and you're holding it, like you're going to hold it and you're going to weather the storm. Yeah. We're not I mean, going to see crazy pumps until we we get new money here and that shit ain't here yet yeah it's it's not happening i mean money will cycle around and things will pump but there's not going to be i don't think there's going to be any you know crazy huge massive green dildos until bitcoin breaks all-time high new money's flowing in flows down into alts that's just my personal opinion oh me too that's i think that's spot on and that's you know like right now, I do think, you know, Ethereum could go to like 0.04 and like we have some other coins of potential and shit like that, but we're not going to see like new ATHs on altcoins anytime soon. And when we do, there's so many of them now, you're going to want to find an altcoin that doesn't have a bunch of butthurt bag holders as the community. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine being in a coin where the entire community is just a bunch of bitches and like they're all just wanting to sell so fucking bad. Like there's so much float and like so much sell pressure, like your shit's never going to move. You need to get out and, and get in something that's fresh, something, you know, that has new ideas that's fitting like the narratives this year. And I think those narratives are going to be like privacy, DeFi. Yeah. Like if you, if you're big time invested in, in an Ethereum killer, like bro, Ethereum it's ain't going gonna away. Happen. You're not going to, Ethereum is, you know, <laughs> has Lindy effects now. It's not like fucking, uh, like ICX is like not going anywhere. Yeah, if you're if you're big in ICX because it's the next Ethereum, like you're already fucked, bro. Like you <laughs> already are. So you need to find new narratives, fresh narratives yeah. to hop on, and that's yeah. what it is: narratives. And like ADA, I think ADA has great technology and shit, but you're not gonna kill Ethereum. You're just fucking not. No, like that's that shit ain't happening. By the way, that 
picture of Charles Hoskins and Lowell's. Oh, <laughs> loved it. Loved to see it oh, with our man. crypto expert. You know, I, I, I talk some shit on her and, you know, I, I don't... actually met her in person. She's super nice. She um, seems like a wonderful person. We actually yeah. almost did an interview together. It kind of fell through. But I keep pushing this idea that you can brand yourself as pretty much whatever you want in this industry. Yeah, you can. And everyone will buy it. Like nobody outside of Twitter or this industry has any idea what's going on. So she hit I a mean, few conferences. Yeah. She spoke at them. She's she's a decent speaker, I would say. She yeah. made a lot of connections. And then, boom, she's on TV as the crypto expert. The right. whole world now knows her as a crypto expert, which is and, wild. Know, people are super salty about that, um, which is funny, too. I don't. I honestly could give a flying Good fuck. for her. Um, yeah, good, yeah, for, good for her. her. But the funny thing is, is you see that thing. You see that same shit everywhere in crypto Twitter. I mean, literally 99% of people are LARPs. And, and there's all sorts of new accounts that come out, you know, that are you know, professional trader, this and that. And, and people are, you know, on their fucking dicks because they believe what they're being told. You know, hey, I'm the dude that's spoofing 50 million walls on BitMEX. Oh, I'm gonna, let me suck your dick, bro. You know, like, if look, if that was really you, like, are you going to be on fucking Twitter, like trying to get plebs to jerk you off over it? Like, probably not. I just posted about this today. I just saw a Joe, Joe, Joe 007. His Twitter is linked to his Bitfinex account. He's he, real. He's got fucking, he's got bread. I know it's crazy, but he's on Twitter doing retweet giveaways. And I, I was just like, this all boils down uh, to clout. It, it, it's clout yeah. and fucking the addiction. You know, what's, you, know what's, you know what's funny about Joe though? Um, Joe didn't start out as an attention whore. I think people found his Twitter. Account. Yeah. Uh, yeah, from yeah. the BitMEX leaderboard and then it blew up that way because everybody got on his dick yeah you know everybody wants to be on the rich guy's dick right it's crazy uh, why i don't know i mean this guy's not giving you any alpha he literally says ta doesn't work yeah um so I mean, you take that as you will i mean the man's got fucking stacks you know, like that's a hundred percent fact he has like, a right lot there. of money yeah he's got a lot of fucking money and you've got to give him respect because most people don't just happen into that much money no like no, that, no. that he has like he's got to have some like brilliance to him but then get off the guy's dick bro like I, you, know, you need to be everybody needs to get off everyone's dick i see so much dick riding on twitter it's just it's disgusting and that's part of the reason why i backed off i used to post a lot more than i do i can't stand the dick riding anymore it's it literally every time i log in i see all these fucking clubs that are just all over these guys junk and it's it's disgusting like like you need to and this is like what you do charles like you're hustling and you're working to improve your situation. You're working to put yourself in a better position. You're, you know, you're, you're building, you know, <laughs> it's a meme, but, but it's, it's real. Like yeah. you have to work on whatever your game is or whatever you want it to be or wherever you want to be. You've got to work on furthering that. You've got to push yourself in that direction. And you've got to ignore all this fucking noise about it. I was Imagine gonna... <laughs> all your friends build successful businesses and get rich because they learned to trade or whatever. And all you fucking did was make fun of people on Twitter or jerk like guys off that you think are rich, you know, and then you look back two years from now and you're like, damn, like I was a piece of shit. Like, yeah. You don't <laughs> want to be that guy. I, I constantly push that kind of narrative on Twitter. I'm like, you guys, you know, you build something now, build it with your friends who have you, you've made on the community. Everyone on Twitter is pretty fucking brilliant in my mind in their own way. I think so. And I try to have a lot of those guys on to talk about it, to teach other people how to do the same. Cause I want us all to succeed in the end. Uh, but you, you talk about the dick riding. I kind of want to start LARPing myself because 
you know i need that clout so i can get those sponsorships you know right bro i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna the, start the, sponsor, the sponsorships will come bro i know just, they they are they are time. slowly but surely i'm gonna be harassing someone from hero eventually about sponsoring my <laughs> podcast but you know uh, no man i i really appreciate it it's good to hear from someone who's you know has a very level head who's very helpful and kind who's been here for a long time who's also very smart you're a humble dude i'm i'm gonna suck you. your dick for a second um because you, you you're a wonderful guest and i want to thank Get you some, bro i'm whipping it out let's <laughs> see it <laughs> i, I want to thank you for coming on man i really do is there yeah, thanks any, for having me man yeah is there anything else you want my audience and my guests to know before we go i'm, I'm gonna leave you uh just one more time, you know, with, with kind of some inspiration, like you could be a total fucking pleb right now. Like you could literally think you're the biggest loser in the world, which is important. You know, you have to know yourself and you have to be honest with yourself. You're not going to be anybody until you be honest with yourself. Um, and being honest with yourself involves doing an inventory on your life, you know, thinking about the way you behave, treat other people, the way you treat your fucking self is the most important thing. And then realizing like, hey, like I want better for myself. And if you want better for yourself, like, dude, back in 2013, when I found out about cryptocurrency and shit, like I, when I thought about my future, I was like, holy fucking shit. I don't see any way that I'm going to be anything but a loser in my entire life because I love smoking weed. You know, I love go partying and getting hammered, you know, almost every day and like all that shit. But I, I wanted something better. And if you want something better too, and you actually can be serious about it, you would be shocked at how like, quickly you can be something better. I think a really good example of that is Zalzabob on Twitter. If you guys follow him, he's just put out a new he bot, which is really me. good. He just blocked you. Yeah. He, <laughs> he blocked me for the BSV Rainmaker video. I don't know if you saw me posting <laughs> about that. What? I got blocked Look, for that. Of all things, right? And we had to talk about it and I'm still blocked. So me me and Zalzabob used to not get along. I caught him out as a bully a long time ago on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Because he no, was we used he to was be being, we used to be buds, you know? Yeah. He was being a piece of shit and I was tired of it. Um so I caught him out as a bully. Um but recently he's like had this kind of awakening and he wanted better for himself and, and he started he taught himself how to code and like I've looked at his code and his code's like really good. And, you know, he's, he's learned a lot, which is on his own, which is extremely impressive. And he's making products and stuff. Um, but he's gone from somebody who's just like a piece of shit Twitter troll to somebody who's like providing value to the community and, and useful tools. And like somebody that I guarantee there's people out there that look up to him. So you doesn't matter who the fuck you are, like take that personal inventory and, and, you know, get to the, get to fucking work, man. Like, imagine being able to, to like being here in this industry right now and letting this moment go um and looking back on it i would hate realizing myself. that yeah fucking and being like yo if i'm willing to work harder than i've ever worked in my entire life for the next three years i could be set for life like that's real life that's, people don't that's believe it on here. yeah people don't yeah, still man. don't believe it and it blows my believe mind it. It, yeah believe it, it. there is millions and millions of dollars being poured into the infrastructure as we speak into companies through vc funding look at peter mccormick oh. i mean a lot of people fucking hate that dude i'm not the biggest fan of him but i hate him talk for about success. a guy <laughs> no talk about a guy that was a total piece of shit was a drug addict and now has a fucking podcast pulling you know making like what's that dude fucking making like, like five figures like like 50 grand a month 
that's like 50 grand a month like what the fuck like, revenue we're talking about, net we're is talking like 20 about, but still yeah, 20 grand a month we're talking is about insane. like a total retard that was like i see an opportunity and seized it and like this guy's this guy's making fucking like killer money now yeah. like he's changed his whole life but like that could be it doesn't matter how what a fucking like how much of an idiot you are that could be you that's gonna be so, me yeah, I, I was talking about you specifically. No, I know, Charles, but I, like, I'm putting it out there into the universe. I believe, I'm, I'm, I'm I no believe in you, bro. I believe short. in you, bro. I'm, Yo, I'm, that's a that's another thing. Peter Don't up. sell yourself short. No, yeah. Don't sell yourself short. You got to believe in yourself because if you can't believe in yourself, nobody else is going to believe in you. I love all this uh, motivational. I want to call it mumbo jumbo because I still like making fun of it. But no, it's you're you're very right. You're very spot on. It's I think your mindset is very similar to my mindset in that like. Yeah, we're all a bunch of fuck-ups in, like, a degenerate gambling community, but there's stupid money to be made, and, like, there are brilliant people around who can help you do it. I mean, bro, there's going to be movies written about this shit. Yeah. You know, I mean, there on, already like, is the a road. Bitcoin movie, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's garbage, but there will be more. Movies and books and stories and, like, this is, this is like, the next big thing like yeah. big bubble and and you're still like kind of early in the bubble in my opinion like you're not as early as you could have been but you're early in the sense that if you come in here and, and you get to fucking work like you could still walk away pretty fucking like well off yeah i i appreciate you ending it on that get some people hyped you know people are kind of getting i'm depressed. a hype man dude that's i've got to do it. it i love it i, gotta no, do I it. fucking love it um again man i really appreciate it thank you so much for taking the time it was it was wonderful of course thank you charles